0: Hello, Stephen.
1: Uh, Hello, David. How are you? Mate, any tougher and I'd be oxidising.
0: Fancy seeing you. I I mean... (laughs) It's quite a shock catching up with you after only a couple of weeks. Who is this really? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. It's because I've been podcast cheating on you and I actually told people that this is a podcast mm. that exists and so now I have to, have, <laughs> have to create episodes <laughs> of it.
1: That's right. Now you've got to validate it by having some, some episodes. Hello to the new listener that has joined in.
0: Because <laughs> on the off chance that someone listens to uh, Damien's podcast, uh, Fantastic new podcast, and and actually likes what I have to say, and then goes, I mm. oh, will well, I'll I will go and listen to that uh, said podcast. For there to be nothing there would be um, would be highly embarrassing, and
1: and what a Venn diagram it would be too. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Where those interests overlap enough <laughs> to want to listen to this. <laughs> anyway, this has been self-serving enough, and we're only a minute in.
0: Oh well, yeah. Uh,
1: isn't that's what we're here for to be honest <laughs> Dave I know Steven. it's early I know it's early to start on this mm. and it quite it could mm. be something we need to pin okay. for for a time either later in this conversation or in another oh, conversation oh, hit me hit me up how fucked is american politics <laughs> Like, since we last talked, we saw the first of allegedly three presidential debates. Mm. And I'm using the word presidential very, very tenuously.
0: Very, very loosely. Yes. Um,
1: uh, and then we saw the vice presidential debate as well. And in that time, President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, has both gotten and been cured of coronavirus. <laughs> Allegedly cured. <laughs> <laughs> it was honestly, and and I, I please hear me. I don't I'm want missing. anybody to die of the coronavirus.
0: Well, you're, not, you're not allowed to. You work for a church.
1: Well, but, well that's <laughs> and you're a nice person. The, you're a nice person. Independent of the position that my employer holds. <laughs> um God bless us all. The 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 fact that Norman Swan tweeted and look but norman swan the man who's been delivering the coronacast and delivering some pretty incredible information around the nature of the pandemic and coronavirus and stuff and he went of course you're feeling well in the first week that's how it works Ugh. next week you're gonna feel bad
0: yeah that's gonna be I, I i i absolutely have still been you know like every morning i wake up and i sort of check some of my news apps and it's just like it's like what's happening, what's happening? Because you just Mate, know there's no good news coming.
1: There's no good He's news. been... He's booking a rally. He has said he'll do the second presidential debate, but not if they do it via Zoom, which is what is currently being postulated. And I think, without even anyone having to say, I think I know why he doesn't want to do it remotely, Dave. What you,
0: because he can't cough on Joe Biden and
1: kill Cause, him? Because he can't interrupt.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's probably... <laughs> Yeah, look, I think I was reading today that the debates commission have decided that the whole second debate is going to be a farce and so they've just called it off, which
1: probably well yeah. is isn't,
0: isn't um going to upset uh Trump anyway.
1: Oh, did you hear the other amazing news? No, no. You, well, the Vice I don't know. President, the Vice President has coronavirus. Oh, good.
0: Good, good, good. I mean, not good, but you know. Guess when they announce that. Uh, after his debate with Kamala Harris
1: the morning after the debate with vice <laughs> presidential candidate I, I a, kamala harris i see a pattern forming it's out now they they took an awful lot of extra care for the vice presidential debate than they did for the presidential debate and and look a very a very funny uh, comedian and podcaster dave anthony who has more than nailed his political colors to the mast mm-hmm. um tweeted and it was within like three minutes three minutes of the the, the the vp debate starting and part of me just went dave and then part of me went oh man dave is like he's a seer he knows things he's our modern nostradamus and if you don't <laughs> believe me go and listen to a whole bunch of toe episodes like from years ago where he just laid this out anyway um he went Uh, basically he he indicated from a close-up shot of mike pence's face that his eyes are bloodshot and such and such he has the virus he said it within three minutes (laughs) Mm. now had he not said it and it came out you know that he wasn't fine had he not said it and it came out that he was i mean fine but that he said it so quickly dave
0: Oh, I just uh oh, it's it's such a mess. Stephen. it is such I and mean, I don't know where we start.
1: Chris Christie is still in hospital.
0: Yeah, I, I, again, Chris Christie uh probably t- I mean, like Donald Trump um ticks a few own of the worst co- enemy. Tick yeah. ticks a few of the comorbidity boxes as well.
1: Yeah, <laughs> true, but um, also own worst enemy. Yeah. Oh, like <laughs> I Maybe, maybe I think, I think, the debate I think, will solve it for everybody. Because anybody that's running that isn't taking the coronavirus seriously will just get sick and die. Just
0: gonna die. Look, look, here's here's the thing, is that um, I think the the moment when it was beyond all doubt mm. that um that, that that these people just weren't taking the coronavirus seriously was mm. when after the death of Herman Cain from COVID-19. Mm-hmm. His know. Twitter account continues to tweet as though coronavirus is some kind of conspiracy that doesn't exist. Who's doing that? Who's the man doing is dead. That? Like, let him go.
1: And who is doing that, Dave? I
0: don't know. It's, it's, it's astonishing. And how has the RNC it's not shut that down? I don't know. I do not. It,
1: the guy it's... died from coronavirus. <laughs> from a it's Trump rally like he, from a Trump rally it's not even like he died from like i was old and i you know got a cold and that's just how sometimes old people die they have confirmed he died from coronavirus
0: yeah oh. which everyone in the world seems to know except his twitter account
1: <laughs> god i am i am enjoying um that and and i'm look i'm sure i'm just as bad in this scenario i am enjoying the fact that i've learned dave in the last 9 months that I apparently had a lot of friends who are epidemiologists and disease specialists (laughs) right? that have (laughs) just come out of the woodwork at Mm. various times, Mm. telling us what we should and shouldn't do and how the politicians should and shouldn't be handling this. Um, now I acknowledge that our politicians are fallible humans and have made some not so great choices in their past, just as they have, you know, made some great choices, I'm sure. Um, in the nature of this whole thing, both our, our, particularly our state and federal leaders, have had to, and to their great credit, have sought advice from people who would know. And largely, have largely, have listened and followed that advice. Um, that seems to be at complete odds with the entire federal government of America.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, this is what happens when you, you f- have a bunch of people who have spent oh, forty-five years at least beating the drum, saying the mm. very concept of government does not work. When mm. you put them in charge of government, you know what happens? <laughs> th- their wish comes true, <laughs> and, <laughs> and 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 that's what we're seeing. It's like, like you know, sadly for all of the people who. Uh, not decision makers but are bearing the consequences of their Mm. utter incapability it's uh it's It's a parks and
1: rec it's a parks and recreation episode without leslie (laughs) nope yes (laughs) and ron swanson has managed to clone himself and in the cloning uh the the pure essence of joy that he is has been diluted so much that the end result is the president yeah, Look, like just the horrific parts.
0: I mean, you really do want to be careful when you're throwing around terms like death cult, but Ooh. to be fair, can, can you come up with a better uh, a better collective like explanation of the modern Republican party than that? Really? you know, step aside
1: and stand by Dave.
0: <laughs> oh, don't even start that. God. He was
1: given an opportunity. he was given explicitly asked by by Chris Wallace, isn't it? Um, to to tell these these groups, the the you know these horrific militia militant and 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 you know white supremacist groups to stop to distance him, even to distance himself from them, Dave. And he could have do it he had to ask what do you want me to say? I'll say it. No, Mr. President, you know what you have to say. Say it.
0: Find people on both sides, Stephen.
1: You, you, know what, you know what was amazing? Um, the Circus, which is a very excellent documentary series running on Showtime mm-hmm. uh, in the States and, and on stand here in Australia. A bunch of political journos and insiders just following the election, right? The craziness that all this is. Um, one of them watched the first debate with Mr. Breitbart himself. Really? Wow. And and filmed him. Yep. And they showed the moment when he was asked, when Trump was asked to distance himself to, to you know, tell him to stop.
0: I'm going to guess Bannon, like, surprisingly for a, a man of his ill health, managed
1: to do about 37 cartwheels. Bannon was standing up and the footage that they showed, now we didn't hear his audio because it was focused on the, the, the debate audio, but you could clearly read Bannon's lips he said, do it. He's standing there like kind of with his arms crossed, expectant, going just like this is a no brainer. Do it. Say the words. Really? Wow. Well, because I think for all of Bannon's failures and all of the, the abhorrent views that he holds, he knows that in that position, when you are explicitly asked to distance yourself from white supremacist groups, You don't um and ah, you don't ask, what do you want me to say? You just say, these people do not represent the best of America. They should stop what they are doing. They should, like, you you say all of the things to tell them that they are effectively not in the circle of wagons. And guess what? He couldn't even do that. Well, it's pretty
0: hard to do that when you've got Stephen Miller in your office. Like... (laughs) It'd be oh. very, it'd be really awkward to go into work the next day, having you know, uh, you know, decried white supremacy, only to have Stephen mm. as your nine o'clock appointment. Like, can you imagine him sitting there, like, with his big um, hang dog eyes, mm. going, "You know, I thought we were don't you, know, you love me? I, th- I, th- I, th- I thought we were together on this." Mm. Uh, no nah, look, and Ugh. let's be honest, the, the, the reason he can't, you know. Um, Reject white supremacists because mm. he's a white supremacist,
1: Stephen. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, um, well, th- that's where it appears, right? I mean, he has he has absolutely got a history uh, of you know supporting eugenics and wanting to effectively repopulate the human race with his daughter. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah. And 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 not the you know the one that no one knows about the one that everyone can see that's mar- that converted to Judaism to be with her automaton of her husband, um, <laughs> it, it's. Not, look, that's unfair of me. All right, Jared Kushner is a human being, and the fact that he has to plug himself in at night is beside the have, point. Do,
0: do you have receipts for that? Because mm-hmm. you, you're making an assumption. <laughs> oh, it, <laughs>
1: But it, it more, more than once, Trump has made lewd suggestions about his eldest daughter. Oh, yeah. Even to the point where if she wasn't my daughter, I'd be dating her. Mm, mm. Now, that's that's beyond proud father territory. Anyway, we don't need to go down to <laughs> what is the incredible deep and rich history of the Trump family. Um, we, it just even in the past couple of weeks that we haven't talked, Dave, all of this stuff has happened. Trump, Trump. The, sorry, the president of the United States is such a successful businessman that was it last year or the no, year no, before? It was, it was, I think, it was twenty fifteen and sixteen. There you go, 2015, 16, He paid seven hundred and fifty dollars in tax because he because had he's made smart, Steve. He's smart. Horrendous smart. losses. Someone, I don't, I don't even know who it was. Now we're starting to run out of people who say <laughs> things because everyone's saying things. Um, somebody, it might have even been John Oliver. Um, the president, the best businessman in the world, according to him, owes someone some money. A lot of money. Who does the president owe money to? Who knows? Well, that's, a, that's <laughs> the deal, right? I mean, he had no issue moving me- other members of the Trump organization into the White House as his family to take jobs on the public purse to seemingly infect the rest of the White House.
0: Yeah, look,
1: literally and figuratively,
0: it, they're just like a really low rent crime family who've got way Oof. above their station, playing on white supremacist identity politics. And it, the sad thing is that the messed up electoral system in the United States makes it likely that someone with his politics has a better than even mm. chance of becoming president because the electoral college is a wrought. Oh, uh, where you know where the ex-slave owning states are overrepresented in their ability to choose a president, despite their relatively small populations. Mm, it's... Like, it's, it's it's a messed up system. Um, and, and and Trump isn't. Yeah, it's not like he cracked the code. You know, it's not like no. it's not like he's he's this genius who came along and went, if I played my cards right, um, this is what will happen. He is the embodiment. of of what the Republican Party has been trying to create for decades. And the, the thing, you know, they're like the dog that caught the car. They don't know what to do because they didn't like think... Like a mule with a spinning wheel. They didn't think that the person who got to the end of their um, identity warfare and racism game would be mm. someone as stupid and such a blatant
1: oh. grifter as Donald Trump. But you know, and, and this is another thing, God bless Dave, uh, Dave Anthony, that, that Dave said in one of these early early statements, even before Trump was on the cards. I think he, at, the, at that point he was talking about uh, a former Republican candidate who was similar kind of rich and stupid, but didn't quite get the traction. Um, it's all about laying foundations. Because while America will accept such that they are, are and can, Trump as president for all of his, you know, um, poorly thought out ideas and narcissism and all of the rest of it. All it means is then when someone who comes in with a similar level of charisma, but with much more, you know, horrible intent, they get in. They get given, not only given the opportunity within the RNC, but they get in. Oh yeah. They become the candidate. They become the president. And then everything just oh, it gets worse. I mean, if if America blessed can, be the fruit,
0: if America can can all but slide into fascism in four years of a clearly incompetent administration, yeah, imagine how horrible it could be under a competent one. And, that's and, that's the really frightening oh. part. Really, I, I think I think I said it to you last time we talked, that, you know, mm. I really do think, like, if if he wins, like, this will be the last thing that's even close to a democratic election in the United States in our oh. lifetime. Like, it's um, yeah. the, it, it's, it, it's astonishing to watch, like, th- th- this entire nation on a precipice. Um, you know, it, it's frightening, but at the same time, we're so removed from it, um, geographically clearly, that it all It almost just seems like a TV show because it just can't be real. It's just too weird and dumb to be real.
1: And yet here we are. The problem will be that we will, it will all happen on our TV screens Mm. or, or our devices. We will see it happen. And, and I suspect that you're, you're right that if he wins, this quite possibly will be the last sort of reasonably close to democratic experience that America has for some time. Um, it will be somehow and incredibly, I'm sure, worse if he doesn't win.
0: Because oh, he's already
1: laid the foundation yeah. for, I'm not going to accept the, if it goes against me.
0: I, I look, I, I'm honestly less worried about that. Because I, given how much money he owes someone, and, and given most of the ties that he's had uh, pre-presidency, you... Isn't, <laughs> if you had to lay odds on, I think it'd be a fairly safe bet to say that at least some of that, was it four or five hundred million dollars that he personally mm. owes probably is owed to some Russian or other Eastern European mm. mafia people. Yeah. Uh, so I reckon, dudes. I reckon, and and obviously there's a whole bunch of pending lawsuits uh, just piling up. I, it would not surprise me to see him to a runner and you know show you know but going to hiding in argentina or something like that like the rest of the nazis or like that that seems like i get to see him just slipping out
1: just disappearing
0: there, off there the are, face of the earth
1: and here's the catch dave four years ago let's even go back the transition from from bush to obama and, and i'm not making any claims about either of their presidencies or whatever what we saw in that transition was years of tradition and politeness and the political class doing what they do, and that is that everyone played really nicely. You know, we all went, this is the thing, I won the election, I lost the election, whatever, congratulations, you know, as, as the incoming candidate, here's a nice gift, thanks very much, it's lovely to see you, congratulations, all of the nice things, all of the nice things. Um, I, I suspect that there's not going to be the handwritten note in
0: the top uh, drawer of the no. presidential desk, as has been tradition for many years now. I can't imagine that Mate, that I, is I, going to happen. I can't the- imagine
1: there'll be the the you know the photo op where they pull up in the in the car and get out on the steps and they're greeted by the outgoing I, president and first I lady. I don't think he'll
0: even go. Like I, like Trump will not go to someone else's inauguration.
1: Not. I- a chance and, and you know you know what is amazing about all this it's not even the tradition it's not even the the politeness in everything that takes place it's the fact that this is what was espoused as to this is how we do it people we are showing the general public how we both deal with success and failure we acknowledge who we are this is how it works this is the democracy that we live in and there was only ever one path the winner meets the loser they have conversations, the incoming uh, you know, winners, the winners team meets with the losers, the outgoing president's team, and they talk about transition of power and all of the things that they need to know and who's gonna be in what positions and they work it all out and it happens. And what we, just even you and me, Dave, two of the least aware people when it comes to American politics, um, we just gave up about five different options of what could happen. <laughs> And and they're all really possible. Yeah. Like, can you imagine for a second a former president of the United States leaving the country and settling elsewhere to escape something or to not be a part of the chaos they ostensibly have caused?
0: It's it's real. Well, it is. It's deposed dictator areas. That's what it is. (laughs) Which, again... uh, You know, he's, you know, trite. He he certainly, look, he's not a dictator, but he's certainly wearing the hat and epaulettes. Let's put it that way.
1: Mate, I, so much I, I, I'm gobsmacked and I feel like we've already spent too long talking about politics. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm glad we're back in the black just by the way. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh.
0: Yeah, don't start. Don't start. <laughs> um, I, oh I
1: mean, we can we can we can we uh, can we can following current parlance, we can pivot and talk about Australian politics. Oh or god. We can talk about something else that's far less depressing. I yeah. had a holiday. Yeah, what did you do, Dave?
0: I went. Well, actually, I should be. I don't know if I should be you know, worried about sharing this with you. I went and spent a week on a farm. Amazing. Now, last time I told you about spending a week on a farm, I'm pretty mm. sure that was either. The, the podcast that she, that's name will never be spoken or maybe the one before. So, Living in for me, yes. So so I'm a bit nervous about telling you about my trip to the farm because of what you know, previous history says that it leads to hiatuses of the oh, podcast. Mate, let,
1: let me tell you right now. Whatever it is that you're about to tell me, I will one-up you with the story that I have to share. Oh, so dear. Hit me, hit me with your story.
0: Oh, no, it, it, it was lovely. It was pleasant. It was in the countryside.
1: Yes. I, I I I
0: ignored as much as humanly possible all of the Trump and mm. local police. As well, news. you should. Yeah, it was good. No, very nice. On The farm, farming. Bit, well, yeah, kind of like I. I didn't farm so much as I, you know, helped put a tractor back together and drank beers. But you know, it, it felt like no. farming.
1: That's good planning. That is excellent farming. There
0: was there, was, put it this way, there was so little internet access there that it felt like I was a farmer. <laughs> it was appalling.
1: The only downside is, of course, that probably at some point in putting that tractor back together, you probably would have went, "Gee, it'd be nice to be able to download the thing." That tell me what flange goes under which socket. There was a little bit of that, but uh, like
0: there was, there was some connectivity, and if you were up at say, ooh. Five thirty. The mm. internet was fast. Great, fast. And so then from far. about six a.m. onwards, it's just like nah. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it felt like going back to uh, to dial up. It's, a, it's just appalling.
1: How how great will it be now that the government have decided that more people need fibre to the home? Oh my God, I'm gonna cry, Steve. You'll get it out on the farm, Dave.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know there'll be many fibre runs out that way, but I'm sure I've told you. We were due to get fibre to the home right here in our Mm. little spot in Albury in September
1: 2013. So we're on target. You're on track.
0: It was was locked in. Mm. Locked in. And then the moment the uh, election went the way it was, all the
1: plans got Uh, torn up. But importantly, you know, by miracle and inspiration the Morrison government have indeed determined that more people having access to fibre to the home is what this country needs.
0: And and I hate to be a cynic, Stephen, but I just don't think it's going to happen
1: because... Dave, NBN is job done. They've completed the NBN. Now Mm. they're just upgrading it by transforming more of the connections from outdated copper technology to um, 21st century fibre optic. Nothing is faster than light, Dave.
0: Mm. Mm. It's just not going to happen because... You when see, the... it's a series of tubes. <laughs> in September 2013, mm-hmm. when I was supposed to get my yes. fibre NBN connection, a crew of people would have run along the entire street, you know, putting out fibre drops and whatnot and connecting yes. houses and that sort of stuff. And so you would have got this thing that, Stephen, economists like to call economy of scale. Yeah. Where, yes. where when you're doing, you know, um, when you're doing something uh, in a repetitive fashion over and over... Um, you get yeah you 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 actually are able to do it cheaper David. than than doing these things individually but Sam, now now Dave. given that the people who live next door to me watching well, the person because as we've already spoken about one of them is dearly departed are uh, the, yes. the 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 octogenarian who lives next sure door to me Are sure the other one's still alive yeah I am. I've, I've been in. The, I I've been looking in positive I have been looking in the octogenarian who lives next door to me yes is unlikely to have any desire to Correct. purchase a fibre-to-the-home internet connection because uh, um, uh, I'm not sure that they even have an internet connection, Stephen. So here's, here's paying thing, for Dave. a costly upgrade is not really on the cards.
1: But it's it's not a costly upgrade, Dave. So enough of your, your <laughs> outmoded 19th century industrialised thinking. Okay? Mm, this mm. is something that the government are funding because they recognise that the old way that the Labour government left them with just isn't going to work. <laughs> Right, mm. what 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 the coronavirus, what this pandemic has has pointed out, with the capacity uh, for a human uh, adult to be able to work from home. In fact, even a human, uh, you know, young adult slash teen to be able to study from home. Uh, what they need is faster interpipes, and um, for that for that to get bigger in some fashion, and copper is a fixed. Uh, it doesn't get bigger, Dave. So. The, the 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 Morrison government have determined that we will now all get fibre optic to the home connections because then if we, yeah if it's, we pay for them limitless. ourselves but it's limitless Dave no no it's all tax deductible sure um, sure based on the tax deduction uh, that that thousand and eighty dollars that everybody that earns under a hundred thousand dollars is going to get that's paying for your that'll allow you to upgrade your internet connection oh god
0: I would like to take a physical manifestation of twenty twenty. Which, mm. bear in mind, would be something big and ugly, and I would like to drop it on
1: Malcolm Turnbull's fucking
0: head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? And I mentioned this last time. Kevin Rudd just living the Schadenfreude out thick and fast to the point now where he's like he's starting campaigns and writing. <laughs> no, but he, no, 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 it's, it's just, amazing. It, it's a weird timeline, but weirdo, beardo, Kevin Rudd is having a swing.
0: <laughs> the the utter
1: fucking gall
0: of Malcolm Turnbull to be oh, talking no. around now about going, isn't it great that we designed an upgradable NBN? It's just like, oh, y- do not even.
1: you fucking prick. Do not oh. even. There is so much I cannot even with that. Oh. Awesome. It's pretty amazing. And that's what we love about him. God bless but, you, Malcolm
0: listen, Turnbull. Listen, if, if you actually could like, live off Freud. Nick Ross from the ABC, formerly oh. of the ABC, would live to be three
1: hundred and seven. Yes. Oh not not only would he live to be three hundred and seven, he would be the richest, most powerful man in the world. Oh jeez. The amount of stick that guy copped by initially as an ABC employee criticizing the liberal sorry, the Turnbull Liberal governments changes no, to it was, the nbn it was the abbott it was, abbott. It was back oh, when... the abbott that's right god when malcolm it's... was the bloody comms minister yes jeepers of course yeah the amount of stick that he got to the point where there were phone conversations with the then managing director of the abc being told he has to go yeah yeah it's outrageous
0: mm. Mm. so the farm was good the farm was great it was nice it was a bit, yeah. bit chilly up in the hills mm. uh, uh, it looked nice to be back in new england yes like f- former stomping ground i see you basically drove past us yeah well we we we, uh, we, we didn't go to the coast we went up we went up through, through uh, dubbo no we, we, we sort of we thread the needle a little bit mm-hmm. Stephen. We, we we avoided dubbo uh How, we
1: we went, that's like we, the mate that's the hume highway man or not the hume the bloody newell highway Which yeah no did you but go? we didn't we didn't go so we went up the olympic highway to, which is that? To, to to well, it goes from here
0: to Wagga Wagga. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, we skip, but we skipped Wagga Wagga because we went huh. up the Hume Highway to Coolac, which is just yes. after Dundagai and then we veered inland and went to Young, and then Cowra, yes. and that's on yeah. the Olympic Highway, and then we went to Canoundra, sometimes referred to by imbeciles Kanoindra. as Canowindra, K- as yeah, <laughs> but not, uh, and then Duny
1: you did a bloody lap around Dubbo. Wellington. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: We went through Wello, Uh and then we went up to Coolar. Yeah, yeah. Across to Prima. Yep. And um, what spat
1: out at Singletonish and drove. No no, up that no, way. no, no, no. where is Creek, mate. where is oh, Creek. Jeepers. Of course, yes. And then Tamworth.
0: And yep. Then off oh, off on our way. So, I I
1: I actually know that bit from Dubbo across that way well, but anyway. <laughs>
0: I'm sure you do now. <laughs> So yeah, so that, that was our, our fun, and we had the, ex- the exciting experience of of course, um, our eldest child is mm. uh, on their learner's permit. Amazing! So, so we had a couple of hours of L plate driving uh, on the the back roads of so good rural New South Wales. That was kind of fun. Yeah, uh, it's a bit slow, but it was mm. it was good. You know. Got to get those hours up, Steve. Got to get those Mate, hours you, up.
1: You really do. And there's nothing like putting them on first thing in the morning and last thing at night to deal with the kangaroos you don't want to face. We yeah, haven't gone there. Uh, yeah. the, 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 uh,
0: teenagers. Mm. You, look, you're probably aware of this, Stephen. Uh, we you pulling van? Uh, given, given, you know, the fact that you are a parent to teenagers and that you have yes. a job that means you interact with teenagers. Quite often. You, you probably this, this will come as no surprise to you, but teenagers are pretty stupid. Mm-hmm. Oh, no,
1: we don't in the business, Dave. If I may interject, just there. Sure, sure. <laughs> this has become like the worst TED talk ever. Um, <laughs> it, mansplaining, mug style. Um, Dave, we don't we don't call it stupid. We call we it just call it, we, it, incapable of of foresight. No, uh, you you might falsely interpret it as that poor planning. Well, it could also be falsely interpreted as that we unwillingness to listen, genetically challenged.
0: <laughs> What's well, true? Their brains aren't working. Not but... fully formed yet. So, like, months ago, uh, we were having the conversation with uh, with Roops going, mate, mm-hmm. we really needed to at least get some of your night driving happening. Yes. Because once daylight saving kicks in... Way harder. It's going to be really hard to get nighttime Not driving take in hours. Take taking for a
1: drive at 10 o'clock.
0: Yeah. So, guess how many nighttime driving hours we've got in the Three. book?
1: Oh, Stephen. <laughs> <you, you, laughs> mate, I... Two, <laughs> <laughs> and help me because I I have to stare this down next year. It's 120 hours total. 20 hours, 20 and hours, how many? Of, 20, 20 of hours night. of night time driving. Jeepers. And
0: and here's the thing, uh, Rupert got his L's back in March. Yes. So of course he's thinking, well, I want to get my P's in March, and I'm like, sure. Guess when daylight saving ends? March. March. Yeah. You got a, a lot driving to do. Yeah, this is all looking a bit hard. Yeah, yeah. Or oh, he's, he's... Put it this way. He's not on track. <laughs>
1: he's, I mean, not, he's not on track to complete 120 hours of driving by March. Here's the challenge that we face, right? Um, if you if you space it out across the year, right, they really... We're talking about two and a half-ish, two and a bit-ish hours a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is yep. no parent under the sun that for the first six weeks are going to let their kids drive the car, you know, even with them in the passenger seat, unless they've come off the farm, Dave, that are going to say, all right, come on, get your hours up, let's go for a drive. Mate, I'm not letting my son drive home from the bloody RTA as soon as he's got his L's. That's not happening. No, no. There will be lessons. That's so, all of a sudden it compresses, if you have that, you know, year-long approach, compresses Mm -hmm. the number of hours down into less weeks. What parent, what parent in their right mind wants to sit in a car with their teenager who thinks they know how to do all of the things in the car mm-hmm. for 4 hours a week yeah and then and look throw into the mix that this
0: year um you know in, living in through the covid times mm. uh, you know what we've been doing a lot less of blockies driving <laughs> like like even simple stuff like uh you know our hockey season got of course got cancelled uh, yeah. We've had the border blocked. So, you know, yeah, like, that we just meant that there's a whole bunch of just, you know, media Turn, with, go north, sun. A whole bunch of trips to Wodonga that haven't mm. happened that would in a normal year. Uh, yeah, it's. <laughs> cool, so, nice I, I'm going to have an interesting summer, I think. Or, or, look, I might be really lucky given that uh, Rachel is a teacher. Uh, maybe the, that six weeks. Over summer, maybe some time for her to spend late know, nights and sleep-ins. Yeah, spending spending some f- good quality time. Well, high with quality eldest. time.
1: You, you, um, and you know what, mate? The alternative is so, mate. You've got to get these hours up, Roop. So I'll set the alarm for four o'clock, and we get a solid hour in before the sun gets up. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: You, again, you are a parent
0: too, and someone who works with mm. children teenagers in particular i I think you know as well as i do that that getting up at four o'clock is not on their agenda they do
1: not come out of their coffins until a good eight o'clock nine yeah and and look 2020 has not helped that in the slightest my just even in sort of reflecting that you know we've got the hsc in new south wales starting in a couple of weeks time and while there are some super resilient, super robust young people within that cohort, and that's phenomenal, there's also a whole bunch that are really feeling it, that have been wrung out in various ways, that have missed the social interaction with their friends, that are you know teetering with sort of mental health problems of their own, uh, and they just get exacerbated and compounded by being removed from their support mechanisms or being able to connect and communicate in that face-to-face function with their mates. Um, Let alone the pressures of, hang on, what did Napoleon say at such and such with the thing? Or how do I solve this math problem that I've got here? Um, It's not, I mean, for all of the, it's okay, everyone, the hatred, like, don't, don't get me wrong. If you don't do well on the HSC, there are other options and we can get through this. It's it's absolutely not the end of the world. <laughs> However, hey, <listen>. for two <laughs> years, the school is conditioning them to say, this is, this is the it. biggest exam you will face. It is the end of the world if you do not do well. Look, How do you the- deprogram <laughs> a child after two years of that? Well, you just wait until
0: the, um, the HSC results are due and you will get the inevitable tweet from some clueless uh, 20-something Ugh. bloke who goes, I did really bad at high school, but then after a couple of years working for my dad, I've worked dubbed you into a really, really like responsible position yeah. and now I'm fine. And funnily enough, they all seem to be land rats. But... Signed off, James <laughs> Packer. <laughs> Oh, so, I just don't know how it happens every year. It's almost like every the Real year. Estate Institute, like, it sends out a circular saying, right, um, but, you know, maybe someone should tweet this out, yeah, you know, oh, because mate, it just happens th- again and again and again. The utter cluelessness of children of real estate agents going,
1: I did bad in high school, but look at me now, I'm fine. Oh, it's like, oh mate, God. It is second only to TV personalities who do the same thing. <laughs> I, I didn't do so well in my HSC, but look at me. I fell ass backwards into a TV career where they now pay me $800,000 a year to sell you vitamins.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Uh,
1: speaking of TV careers,
0: mm. um, I, 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 I know, you, know you, you take this purely as a professional interest, not a personal one, but mm. um, um, has Pete
1: Evans fallen off the face of the earth yet? <laughs> or is, is he still a thing? Look, at, at this point, I believe he is bunkered down securely in his compound up in uh, anti-vax central. Oh, good, um, good. And uh, is is living a full and rich life, Dave.
0: Good Lord. Oh, dear.
1: Yeah. As is want-to-do... Um, as long as he keeps his unvaccinated ass away from mine, <laughs> vaccinated ass. My ass is vaccinated. <laughs> his is not. Do, do you reckon? Do you reckon
0: that any network in Australia will ever employ him again? Or, or, oh. or, 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 or here's the thing. Or does he just going to? Does he just have to sit out for a while? until he gets uh, like a redemption arc on Dancing with the Stars or hmm, I'm a celebrity, hmm, get me out of here or something like that. Like, like how, how long would he have to be in the wilderness before he's allowed to have a redemption arc on Australian television? Or he I runs mean,
1: for the Senate.
0: <laughs> oh, that'd be great because then when he doesn't get in, he could spend the rest of his time, you know... like As a commentator. Off, ripping off people on his Patreon about how, you know, the, uh, the electoral system... Um, Is broken.
1: Yeah, ripped him off. Yeah, it's those mail-in ballots, mate. Oh God! Um, look, I, 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 I don't think unless, and this is my purely professional view, which is worth about three and a half cents. Um, uh one, TV is complicit. It made Pete Evans. Oh God, yeah. The problem is that it has gloriously overlapped with the rise of self-publishing and running your own dealio and Patreon and all of that great stuff that some people are using for incredible good. Mm. Um, he doesn't need television anymore. No, no. You know, it, it was They've in and of up. itself. The but... f- it, it set him up and now he is away. And so he can go on any TV. He's in a 1,000% better position now than he was working for Channel 7. Because now he can go anywhere he wants and say whatever he wants and no one can say, Pete, you can't say that, you can't whatever. He Because it's Peter, Pete can do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. The only person that says no to Peter is his wife and himself. And fabulous. The catch is that because of that, he is able to feed, continue to just throw the corn out to these chickens that, that believe that there's, you know... You're allowed to have your truth, and I'll have mine. It's the, no. Truth is truth. You know the rules and 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 some of these basic things are in themselves, almost self-determined, but prove themselves because of the nature of what they are or how they function or the fact that they keep us together as a society. Um, he he has in Pete Evans can now just gloriously get invitations to like the Ben Robin and Robbo show or wherever and turn up and say his things and people can go, oh, he's crazy. But guess who doesn't care? The people who love <laughs> <Pete> him. <Evans. laughs> the people who are subscribed, well, yeah. But the people who are subscribing to him, buying his things, supporting his Patreon, doing whatever they're doing, as a prime example of how much Pete Evans doesn't give a shit. Uh, was it last year he brought out his magical, uh, or this year, coronavirus healing light? Oh, the, the magic light. Yeah, yeah. right. The, the the light that came out that he said you know, can do all of these incredible things. And I mean, well done to the FDA on one hand by going, no, you can't make T- those claims. T- TGA. Sorry, the TGA, not the FDA. The Therapeutic Goods Administration, that's Australia, not America. The TGA to say, you you can't say that. You can't say that it does that because you can't prove that it does that, so you can't say that it does that. So we're going to fine you twenty five thousand dollars, mm. Dave. Mm. How much did one of those light thingies cost him? 15, so Sorry, how much was he 000. selling them? Fifteen thousand <laughs> U.S. dollars, my friend. Ah, ah. Oh, really? I missed that. Fifteen thousand U.S. dollars yeah. for something that he spent twenty dollars down at Dick Smith's, <laughs> right? So all I said, he had I to do—I
0: don't think he even had to do that himself. You can—you just know oh no. that you got it. You got it for fifty bucks on Alibaba. Well, well I don't know. Well, see, that. here's the thing. And Steve, maybe this is what where we have missed the mark because, mm. I, see, I think that what what people like Pete Evans do in ripping off people is wrong. Mm. But if you're just part of the supply chain to Pete Evans. Oh. So, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Mm. If we can sell him... Get him booked and jack of, up the price. If we can sell him kaleidoscopes yes. for 10000 bucks each and convince him um, that they allow people to read auras and, and he then on-sells them.
1: I mean, what's, what really is our level of complicity? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, there is no knowledge of how many of those magic lights he sold. Oh, God. He only had to sell one and a quarter of one to pay that fine. Yeah. One and one quarter of one. I can guarantee you he sold at least two. <laughs> yeah, I reckon so. So it was $25,000 to Pete Evans for selling a thing. Like it should be at least equivalent to 10 times whatever the value of the thing is that he's selling. So if you're selling magic beans and those magic beans cost ten bucks, then at the very least you need to charge them a hundred bucks. That's the mm. fine, and stop yeah. selling the magic beans. That's the other thing. Yeah, Australian TV not really
0: in a good place at the moment, is it? I mean, let, let's let, let, that let's let's be honest. There's not many of them. <laughs> let, let, let's be honest. Like we've got um, the ABC losing veteran journalists hand mm. over fist. Yes. Uh, we've got uh, Channel 9 and Channel 7.
1: Seen Tony Jones recently, just by the way? No, I haven't, actually. Well, he and his wife are meant to be in China. Right. Ooh. Guess where they're China. not? China? Correct. <laughs> Guess what they've been paid to be doing? What? Well, not Tony Jones, to be fair. I think he did leave the ABC, uh, but his glorious partner. Um, what's her lovely name? Oh, uh, I forget you know, the one that did the, the, the big Cardinal Pell expose earlier. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um I yeah, I'm just
1: blanking. Very yeah, same. Pulling the Are massive they in blank. <laughs> <laughs> Should be. Um she she was meant to be heading up their Chinese bureau. Okay, yep, right. She's still drawing a wage. Can can you see now all of a sudden why the rights start to go, Oh, the people on the public tea tomorrow. like guys. Hey, look, I know that coronavirus threw things up a little bit. At least get their face on television a little bit more often. Mm. Get them doing stuff. It's yeah, great they're but, sitting at home learning Mandarin, but that's not helping.
0: But look, let's look more broadly. though. like, I it, yeah, the ABC, 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 the, the, diabolical.
1: The, the that mm. whole thing was diabolical.
0: Yep, the ABC's crook. And look, look, but let's look at Channel Seven and Channel Nine. Like, I mean, it's I, I know it's not like the, that they were ever paragons of virtue? truth um, and, and virtue. However, they are just so bad. They're so, so bad. Like, they are literally in the sort of realm now where if you don't watch Channel 7, you're uninformed, and if you do watch Mm. Channel 7, you're misinformed. It is just a mess. And and sadly, the the horror show that is Channel 9 um, and their, shall we say, uh, rubbery journalistic standards uh, seem to be making the transition over to... Uh, the Age and the Sydney Morning
1: Herald. See, happening. Dave, I think you're being a bit harsh here. Do right? you? Because do you because do? in let's let's start with the latter uh, example first. Mm. All nine are doing is they are taking the butter of information that they are given <laughs> and just spreading it thinly in some areas, <laughs> like radio. Um, oh, God. You know, but, the, the, but this is the thing now. They can spread some of this stuff around into different places and go, oh, but Nine is this, and, and the age is this. I mean, we don't talk about that, but that's a thing. Oh, 2GB, still number one at breakfast. I mean, it's not racist, but it's number one with racists, <laughs> um, at least in Australia. Um, you know, th- there's those sorts of things. Um, there are some fine people that work within the Nine Network and the broader Nine as an organisation that do a bloody great job. The problem is, Dave, that not enough of them are journalists.
0: Mm, yeah, okay. i I'd absolutely give you that.
1: It's a mess. It is a it, mess. Because, in part, here is the thing. When you are... And, and We'll get back to seven. When you are trying to present as much news as they are to fill the day, because this is how we get a you know, much better ROI, because people are engaged with us and doing what we want. I mean... It, It costs money to do that, and so you can now only afford newer journalists, not younger, newer journalists, who, uh, you know, have to come in and learn their craft and do all of the things and make the mistakes and get involved in stuff, and the older journalists become more expensive to hold on to. So you really have to pick and choose which ones that you want to maintain and hold on to. And then the others, you just let them bounce around a bit or let them vanish. But editorially is, is the
0: bigger problem, Steve. Like we, we now have like the stories about the
1: dog that can ride a surfboard two minutes into the bulletin. Mate, mate, let's, let's even go one better, right? Let's take it as Media Watch called it last week, um, when they brought to everyone's attention the fact that Channel Nine swallowed a press release from Coles and regurgitated it as news, mm-hmm. basically turning a whole segment within their six o'clock bulletin into an ad saying that Coles had a meat sale on the next day, listing prices. Dave, <laughs> Good it God. wasn't even close to journalism. Mm-hmm. Someone copied and pasted it onto the bloody auto queue. And depending on which state you're in, Peter Hitchner, Peter Overton, or a bloody, what's his name, uh, up in um, Brisbane, read it out loud. It's, it's diabolical.
0: Well, and, and and then you've got the flip side of it, where they're not just you know, taking bullshit content but they're creating bullshit content when well, was it this week They we found out that it was Channel 9 who paid for Pauline Hanson to go to Uluru and do her
1: shitty rock climbing fucking um... they did indeed cover the costs Ugh. of both uh, Senator Hanson and her chief of staff, James Ashby. Uh,
0: I, I think, I, oh, Stephen, we should be respectful. I think you need to refer to him by his uh, actual
1: title as Chief of Grift, James. I'm Ashby. Sorry, Ashby. Yeah. that's that's on the business card. Um, <laughs> it's and and, and Dave, that, you know, the 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 investigation went further to prove that the people that they spoke to that were apparently allegedly the traditional owners of the land were not, funnily enough, the traditional owners of the land. They were See, traditional and- owners of some land, just not the land where Uluru is. And, and so here's the thing: and, and that's
0: not about, oh, we've only got low-cost journalists available to us. That's an editorial decision, and that is 100% just toxic bullshit.
1: An executive producer said yes to the idea. They sent one of their senior journalists, let's use that term loosely, out to The Rock with them to make this. And there would have been a producer, at least one in tow, if not doing the work from um, the cabins at Willoughby. Which, by the way, uh, nine are moving out of their Willoughby site um, over to their swanky new digs at North Sydney, which I have been lucky enough to get the tour to see. And... uh, All I can recommend is that when it comes time um, to, you know, once ACA and 60 Minutes have moved out, uh, the only thing that they can do with their demountables, their cabins, whatever they call them, uh, is to light a match and stand back and watch the ghosts and spirits rise out of those ashes. It will be horrific.
0: There is not enough sage in the planet to cleanse that with fire, all right? And it I say this as someone who has a lot of side eye when we're burning sage. Mm-hmm. But but on this one instance, I will make an exception. Although, as I said, I do not know that we could get the volume available.
1: Oh, It, it will be... It's, it's amazing. I,
0: mean, um, it's, so, I know that this has always been like a, a bit of the old man yells at cloud podcast, mm-hmm. dude, but everything's just broken. Everything is broken. And the people who have the ability... To fix with, it, have no interest in
1: doing so. With TV like, or with life, Dave.
0: <laughs> everything,
1: Stephen. Everything. <laughs>
0: like oh, I, look. So, I mean, I, I, I don't want to dwell on Australian no, politics. No, come because it, it, it does. It does. It does make on. me fucking angry. Mm. Um, but look, I'll, I'll put it to you this way: like, you know having been an avid politics watcher for mm. the majority of my life mm. budget night has always been the sort of thing where i would go into like a you know dive in for an information overload yes you know what i did this year it nothing yep. because you know why we have a government who never actually follow through on anything they announce anyway so what does it matter what's in the budget? Dave, it will have no effect on the reality of what goes on
1: in the next Dave, couple of years. That's an extremely cynical view to take when you it is. you have to recall that <laughs> even as recently as yesterday, the budget got passed through the Senate. Which means that our elite private schools are going to get forty percent more funding, or whatever the bloody number is, a huge amount more funding than our public schools, because they need it. And that's a part of the budget. Look, look, and and look, here's another perfect example. I'm going to get like a a tax cut. Mm. Congratulations. So am I. I don't need a tax cut. You know what the suckful thing is though, Dave? Are you getting the, you only get half of it this year tax cut? I'm getting a tax cut this year or this coming financial year that we're in, but I'm not getting one next year. You know who is? People who are richer than me. Like, I don't know yep. why they needed a tax cut and I didn't.
0: Yeah, well, and this is it. Like, okay, uh, honestly, I, I, I'm I going to get a tax cut. And I don't know exactly how big it's going to be because, mm-hmm. again, I've done almost no looking
1: at budget. Well, the ABC had a great calculator too, just by the yeah. way. You could have plugged that in. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll go and have a look later. But great.
0: I already know, you know, I am an above average earner. I'm yes. getting more than my fair share in a tax cut. You're a lifter,
1: not a leaner, Dave.
0: But you know what? You know what what that that tax cut's (laughs) going to go to, Stephen? Pardon me while I light my cigar. What, Dave? It's just either going to go into my savings account or my super. You know what it's not going to do? Stimulate the economy. Because Mm. you know what? I already spend as much money as I can without being stupid. Well, you know why you shouldn't spend it, Dave? (laughs) Because I'm going to be. Living in a world that has, like, no financial
1: uh, idea of looking after me when I start, get old? Start collecting bottle caps. Oh, um, dear. No, no, it's because you, you shouldn't spend it, because we're in a recession day, so we have to save, because what will happen <laughs> otherwise, oh, how will you How will you be able to it's get so out and d- buy the important so and dumb. precious roll of toilet it's paper? so,
0: so dumb, Steve. It frustrates the hell out of me. And it is
1: dumb. I, I completely agree. And, and look, it's not like you didn't have an option, Dave. I mean, you could have tuned into the Guardian's coverage. I think they even had a live blog at least. Don't, um, yeah, of but course, don't, the ABC yeah, don't, committed don't, the whole night to it. Nothing good
0: is nothing. And, and what? What? Let substantial... alone Sky News
1: at night. <sighs> they they went large with their budget coverage. You could have heard. I, well, I could, you got could, could have got that free out here on Win. Rita panahi <laughs> Tell oh, you no, about no. how good a job the government is doing. You could have heard. Oh, you could God. have heard Paul Murray basically suggest um, that those other blokes um, need kicking out because they don't have the first idea what they're doing. Steve,
0: I would rather engage in um, performative self harm mm. than watch that. To be fair, watching it would be a
1: kind of performative self harm. Just um, a quick, quicker on-air meeting. That's what the subtitle of this podcast is, isn't it? Performative <laughs> self-harm. I'll, I'll, see can, I'll see if I can update it in the iTunes directory.
0: Oh, God damn it! Amazing, just, but see, and this is what I mean. Like, this is just dumb shit. Like, it's not, it's not
1: helping. It's not mm. helping, Stephen. And and that that is eternally frustrating. Davey, you have you have always struck me as someone who is the glasses is half full. Um, and, and usually I am Stephen. and I appreciate tw- that That's 20- why I love you.
0: 2020 is really testing my resolve. It really is because and I, I hear mean, that. Oh, they just like we, we literally are living in the dumbest timeline, Stephen. every mm. every time we have an opportunity to deal with an issue in front of us of of any kind of national significance, mm. there there is quite often you know a range of options. Any of which would be good for different reasons and to different degrees and for different people. And then there is usually like one or two options that are obviously stupid and obviously Mm. bad. And we, when I say we, those people who are presently the elected representatives
1: running this joint, continually choose the bad option. It's not just... It's it's the political class, Dave. We have allowed them here yeah, this is me starting to writ large right um we we have allowed them to get into a position where they only have to worry about the next election not worry about the nation that they are you know uh, elected to lead and therefore should be deve- not just scratching the itch now but doing the work of the statesmen and women that we in the past have expected them to do and prepare for the future, help us grow, help us see the best iterations of who we can be as a nation together so that they do their job and that is to lead us. And the only thing they seem to be doing at the moment is leading in a way that divides us or challenging um, what it means to be someone who is uh, uh, ostensibly meant to be a leader by just turning it on its head and looking after their own bloody selves. It's just, ugh. And I'm looking at you, Matt Canavan, you lazy son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. George uh, Christensen, get out. Honestly, no. you two can get in a boat and go off the edge of the world as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Jeepers
0: uh, keep the list going, mate. Keep the list going. Well, the, and the
1: problem is that it swings to both sides of the bloody house. Yeah. Right? Like, I have not seen a less inspiring budget reply speech in my life. And I'm 47 years old and I've paid attention to politics for at least half that. It was, toothless is an understatement, just because the coronavirus gives them... And, and I'm not for opposition to just be opposing everything. That's not your job. This is where our hands across the aisle stuff actually solves the problem. You get together and go, this is what we need to achieve. How can we together make this happen? You know, this bollocks, oh, we could do it better at $8 billion. And hooray us, yay. I don't even believe for a second that what's-his-face that read it out believed it.
0: Yeah, I didn't even listen. I've just... Uh, this and this is a, this is the problematic thing, Stephen. Uh, I have become one of those people who f- have eternally frustrated me for being disengaged, um, and I've always known that, there, that you know there are people who have a good reason for disengaging. Like for most people, most people, mm. the reason they disengage is they have got enough on their plate. Right, there is yep. enough going on in their life that trying to stay on top of this. Poorly reported and poorly analysed you know, Australian Parliament. Mm. Um, like, like People oh, just don't, don't have, even they, start, people don't have the, the time. They don't have the bandwidth. Okay? Yeah. Uh, 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 but I'm at the other end of the spectrum. I've got the time. I've got the bandwidth. And I'd, I'd like to think that I, I have the capability to follow and anal- analyse this stuff for mm. myself. And I've just given up because I'm just so frustrated because it is just... It, they have just decided that they do- they just don't care anymore, Steve. They Ugh. don't, like, like, there is no shame. Like, like I mean, crikey, we, we talk about the horror of dog whistle politics. Alan Tudge this week deciding oh. that we're not going to let partners' visas uh, be given to people unless they can pass uh, an, a particular English test. It's just like, it's not even a dog whistle anymore. Like, that's no. a klaxon. Yeah. It's just racism. And it's bullshit. And it doesn't, doesn't make anything better like this is it's a simple test from my perspective Stephen. it's like does this collectively make things better for us or not and if it does great if it's expensive and we need to figure out a a way to implement it well that's your job do the hard thinking do the hard yards if this doesn't collectively improve things for us and i don't mean oh well it saved us money fuck off like so Saving money is just such a bullshit excuse when what you are doing is real harm to people. I, like, you know, we're saving money by cutting the coronavirus supplements to job seeker and job keeper. Mm. Is you know we're saving money? Is it giving us a good outcome? No. Nope. We've just decided that there are going to be hundreds of thousands of our fellow Australians who we are deliberately dipping into poverty. Yeah. It's not an accident. It's not a byproduct. It's a deliberate. Choice from a bunch of chuckleheads mm-hmm. who uh, are living a life of extreme fucking privilege, mm-hmm. and then have the audacity to talk about you know sending people into a life of poverty as budget savings. Get in the fucking bin. I just I just can't do it, Stephen. You you, you might well you, you might know Stephen. Um, once upon a time, I had a a, po- a podcast about politics. <laughs> as it turned out, as it turned out, I stopped doing it because I thought I'd had enough of politics. And and, and while, you know, I did take a, a small break and, and decompress for a while, my interest and the amount of time that I spent following politics actually didn't change that much. I just spent less time talking about it. But I've now, I live, this year, like, I... It has broken me. I have hit the point of just going, I I just struggle to even follow it much beyond the headlines and a few trusted sources because so much of it is just credulous crap. Ugh. And and, and, and it just doubly sickens me that it's from people who are always claiming moral fucking superiority. It's uh, and, and, and the other thing that, that that I find really frustrating, Stephen, is the absolute utter lack of imagination as well. Okay, you're right. We are, we are living through uh we we're, we're living through a crisis that, for the most part, was hard to predict. However, the some of the outcomes that that have you know, caused so much drama, are not a product of the coronavirus itself, they're a product of the fact that we have been building a, a society, not just in Australia, but globally, that is not equipped for taking care of people in the best of times, and absolutely does not have the capacity to respond to crisis. Like, 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 let's think about it. Like, this, like, the coronavirus really is the first major crisis in either of our lifetimes. Like, you know, the, like, the 70s oil crisis obviously was an economic thing, but that's, you know, slightly before our time. Yeah, look, the stock market crash in 87 was bad, but that's got nothing on this. You know, recessions have come and gone and people have gone through hard times, but rather than using those as warning signs um, and making decisions to make uh, our economies and our societies more resilient, instead we've spent the last 40 years doing the opposite. We've taken away people's security. We've made it so it's less likely that people can respond to difficult times. And it's all been, you know, it's it's all been thr- like it, it, it's all been exposed once something of the scale of the coronavirus hits. Now that should be, you would think, a wake up call. That should be a time when you go, "This isn't working." And you know, like, look, like, you know, I, I'm <laughs> I'm not advocating that we give up on on the capitalist society that we all live in because i'll be blunt i think the transition would be kind of messy and or bloody and i don't know that there's a good way to do that as we sit here in 2020. that said we absolutely can make different choices about how we let the you know predominant ideologies work in the world like we don't have to allow multinational companies to just siphon money out of every market in the world and, and and you know filter it through tax havens we don't have to we can actually just go nah oh that that thing that that yeah your intellectual property fee that you're paying to um this company in the cayman islands or or um in ireland yeah yeah that's not a tax deduction sorry Oh, that loan you're getting from your parent company overseas that you have to pay, you know, ridiculous interest rates on. I'm sorry, you can only claim up to whatever the bond rate is because you could get the money cheaper somewhere else. So, so sorry. I mean, like, I'm not an economist, and and even I know how you can fix like the the some of the financial crimes of of. Um, multinational corporations. that's before you even get to social policy or any of this other shit. Like, none of this is fucking hard. The uh, the answers, time and time again, are really, really obvious. And yet, the prevailing ideology is all about creating scarcity and it's about making people's life worse. And, Steve, I just do not get why people get off on that. I do not understand why Why they embrace that. Why they are so excited to make other people's lives worse. That's just... I I don't even have a word for it, Stephen. I just don't get it. Exhausted,
1: Stephen. Just Mm. exhausted. It's been an exhausting year, Dave. Mm. Anyway. Got anything else for me? There's still hope.
0: Look, there's always hope. Absolutely, there is always hope. Uh, it's just the the thing that I find eternally frustrating is it is much much easier to break things than to build things. Mm. And and so every time something gets broken, and you need you know that something will have to be rebuilt in its place, even if it's not the same thing. Like even if it, even if you go right well the new thing will be different to the old one. Like, that's fine. I'm, I'm not advocating that we, we never, ever uh, reassess the, you know, the social supports and structures mm. and institutions that we have. Uh, but if we just burn them all down and we do nothing to replace mm. them, then the problem is the job of trying to rebuild in the first place becomes a very, very difficult one and you have a lot of work in front of you before you can even get to the point of trying to make some actual progress yeah. because you are just so busy playing catch-up, trying to restore uh, th- the things that did work that you had before that were yep. just carelessly thrown away. And, th- and, th- and so that's the thing. I don't. It's not that I don't have hope. It's just that the pragmatist in me just goes, this just makes everything
1: harder than it should be. Absolutely Dave. That's because not everybody sees the world as correctly as you do.
0: Well, thank you, Steve. <laughs> Look, I don't even... I don't even have the expectation that everyone has to see the world the way I see it. I just wish that everyone would see the world from at least through the lens of not making... Things worse, not embedding exploitation, not creating environments where inequality do so much damage, because so often it is just so unnecessary, Steve. Mm -hmm. It is so unnecessary. We don't like making other people's life worse. Doesn't improve the life that we have. Yes, And, and I don't, I don't see that as a controversial opinion, and yet systematically that's exactly what we do over and over and over again and then the people who do it pat themselves on the back like i I, this is the thing that amazes me like i i would have thought someone who has done some of the stuff that people like scott morrison and peter dutton have done would like would not be able to get out of bed in the morning for the shame that the, and the guilt that they should feel about the things that they have done to other people, the way they've demonised vulnerable mm-hmm. people, the way they have made life unspeakably more difficult for no good reason for a whole bunch of people, quite often simply because, you know, they are of a different ethnic group to bloody the two of them. And yet... It, it seems to be the furthest thing from their mind. In fact, they are proud of their cruelty. Well,
1: Dave, like that's that's just not why, right, man? Those that's people just, don't. That's those up. people don't vote. Like, <laughs> don't stop. At, at the absolute core of it, because I, I, yeah. I resonate with her, I, I hear all of those. That we we both know that the my, like, my my thing would be that people see the world through the eyes of someone else. Like, put someone mm-hmm. else. before themselves the reason why all this stuff happens if we boil it right down is because selfishness you know the fact that people are employing or putting in place some of these horrific pieces of legislation is not because they're selfish and they don't necessarily want that person to come and live in this incredible country that we're a part of it's because they know that if they allow that to happen there's a whole bunch of people that won't vote for them it's not what's better for the country it is what's best about their re uh, uh, their their re-election chances we know that a whole bunch of people are making decisions about how they further and 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 you know gild their nests because it's what's best for them not what's best for their neighbor it's not what's best for the people that live down the street around the country around the world it, it we Broadly speaking, we have become so self-centered, we have all bought into the lie that we have to make sure that we look out for ourselves, and that is absolutely not the case. And and again, if ever there
0: should have been something that should have reinforced that to us, something like a global pandemic, is there anything better to reinforce the idea that collective action and taking care of other people is the only way that you are going to successfully navigate this? and yet and, and yet. yet we still seem to be unable to grasp this uh, th- th- this concept that is so basic that every bloody organized religion on the planet seems to be able to have come up with this as one of their fundamentals thousands of years ago this is not some kind of brand new thought technology yeah. Like a whole bunch of people who couldn't even figure out fucking plumbing were able to tell us that the way to have a better society is to look after other people. And yet... And yet... We are still incapable of bloody implementing that. And more frustratingly, we have a man who claims to have his entire life driven by the teachings of someone of a mainstream religion who himself cannot see this very simple bloody thing that you should not make other people's lives worse. <laughs> that the way that you are going to actually improve things for yourself is to improve things for others. Like, How, how is that fundamental lesson so hard for these people to grasp and implement? We should not talk politics.
1: Look, we're just going to talk in circles, aren't we? Uh, Oh. Anyway. I think I'm done.
0: (laughs) I think. Oh, God. Yeah. Let's catch up next week. Sounds great. You know, we'll see if anyone from the uh, senior levels of government in the United States is still alive because <laughs> surely none of them are
1: well, no, no, they, they will be because the cure is Trump's blood. <laughs> <laughs> it's in his blood.
0: Oh, dear. Oh. Just imagine the chaos
1: if he if he does die. Oh, imagine I just can't even. the shit oh, show. like apart from throwing the election into just complete disarray. I mean, we we know already that that Nancy Pelosi is already sort of trying to garner support for a move on the 25th Amendment, which would see the vice president be installed right now. (laughs) And and Mike Pence,
0: in far better health than Donald Trump, still
1: still has coronavirus.
0: Still has coronavirus. Oh, Steve, Steve, Steve. Amazing. Let's save that one.
1: Let's save that one for next time. Oh, I've got some sizzle for next time, too, then, just as well. Ooh, ooh, for ooh. next time. We won't discuss it now. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think I just quit television.
0: <gasps> Professionally or personally? Professionally. Ooh, I can't wait to talk about that. I, I can't believe we talked about this shit for an hour and a half. <laughs> And you had big news or, like or that. Or 11
1: minutes, depending on how much was recorded.
0: Well, you'll see.
1: All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll
0: I tell you what. You sucked me in. I'll be good. back. <laughs> I don't know will, sell, but I it? will, be. I will be good back. <laughs> I love you, Steve. Love you more. too, Dave. Take care. Bye.